Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKFIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Marinero, the sick podcast. A lot of people are starting to talk about Montreal producing great basketball players, and they're trying to find out why. Well, I think we have one of the reasons why today on the sick podcast. And John D'Angelis, basketball aficionado, of course, is by my side. And John is going to introduce one of those reasons why. John, do the honors, my man. Thank you, Tony. So with us today, we have Nelson Osei, who runs Park Extension basketball and who also runs Brookwood Elite uh, AAU program with a gentleman named Joey McKetrick. And he's been doing this since 2005. And I would say 90% of the top players in Montreal come through the program and Nelson mentors them and he coaches them and he coaches them up and he teaches them about life and life skills and discipline and focus Um, What an honor, Nelson, to have you on the show because, um, you know, I've been around you now for a while. We're we're great friends. I consider you a brother. And it's it's incredible the work you do with these young guys, especially their backgrounds. Thank you, Nelson. Man, thank you, John. Thank you, Tony, for having me. I'm actually very happy. Heard a lot about the podcast, you know, like, and I'm glad you guys having me. Thank you very much. Well, you're very, very welcome. I think you deserve it. I mean, take a look at what's going on uh, in basketball. And with Montrealers, Chris Boucher is making noise. Lou Dort is making noise. Ken Birch. I mean, uh, the list goes on and on. And there's so many others that you're going to talk about, I'm sure. And others who are on the rise as well. But if I were to ask you, Coach Ose, today, and you're probably going to be too humble, but I, I, you know, besides yourself, are there reasons why Montreal is starting to produce so many great, talented basketball players? Man, there's so many reasons. Uh, I think one of the first reasons is because, you know, guys like myself learn a lot from, you know, old-timers like John, you know, like Olga, a couple of people like who paved the ways for younger coaches like myself. So, you know, like there's a lot of good programs. You're talking about RAU program, Brooklyn Elite, but there's so there's so many other programs doing good job for kids in Montreal. So, you know, I'll tip my hat to them just because that's it's a, they're doing a great job. But then you also have Toronto with with the, with the NBA winning winning a championship. You got the Raptors with Andrew Wiggins, Steve Nash, those people doing well. And kids is just basketball. He's just uh, 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 what hockey has been for us for the last many years and I think basketball is starting to rise like that just because we got better coaches schools are investing a little much uh, you got basketball Quebec who opened a few spots it should all all over Quebec so there's there's many reasons and uh, I've been blessed like uh, myself having good people and also uh, around me good coaches to help me do what I do you know without them I wouldn't be able to do this and obviously yeah. city of Montreal give me a spot funding my program just to make sure I keep kids off the street because, you know, everybody knows Poikex, where I'm from. Born and raised in Poikex is, is a rough is a rough area in a sense where uh, uh, when I say rough, I'm not saying crime are actually high in Poikex, but you're talking about uh, in terms of uh, 
the, the, the life, you know, people are not the richest. Park mm-hmm. X is one of the poorest neighborhood in, in, in Canada. Uh, I'll go. So it's a, there's, a, there's many reasons, Tony, why right. black basketball is rising. But, you know, John has told me, and he's not the only one, and I hear it everywhere I go, that you run, you know, the top youth basketball program in the city in Montreal. So paint the picture for me if you can and tell me what you run and how you run it. Well, you know, Tony, where, where I'm from, you know, I was raised the, the the hard way. You know, my parents, you know, I was fortunate enough to get a lot of tough love for them, like which means discipline was everything um, the way I was raised. But then growing as a young coach, I used to go watch games. And uh, one of the things that stood out to me, like when, when, when my friend John here was coaching at Champlain, you know, it wasn't about basketball. You know, it, when I saw kids playing for him, they, they, they were, there were ways to sit down on the bench, you know, you had to be clean. You had to, uh, you had to do well in school. And the way I was raised, what made me here today is those values that they gave me. You know, there's a great friend of mine named Mike Pagano, uh, who actually run one of the biggest nonprofit organization here in Park XPYO, who gives me my first chance. And the first thing those guys taught me was, uh, uh, no matter how good you are in anything, but if you don't have discipline and if you don't do certain, certain things a certain way, you just can't succeed. So I built my programs with this kind of values, you know, like which yeah. you got to be on time. Uh, you got to be polite. You got to know how to deal with adversity because I bring adversity to you. You know, like yeah. I'll push you. I'll push you. I'll give you that tough love, which yeah. a lot of people gave me. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, people say tough, you know, you could be, I've been so tough with kids where there's times where I myself, I, you know, I doubted that they were going to come back, but I knew how to get them back. They knew, your family knew why I was doing, why I was doing it. So this is, this is why exactly, and uh, we've been so successful. Yeah. Is, uh, and, and, and it's life, Tony. You know, like life yeah. is about discipline. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. only the ball, the game of ball. Once you're done playing ball, you got to go out there yeah. and work with someone. You got to learn how to be on time. You got to learn how to dress. You yeah. know, like a... There's places I'm sitting down with you with a hoodie, but there's meetings where I go. I can't be with this hoodie. I gotta, I, I, I gotta, I I gotta go out there. But you gotta know when to do it, and you gotta enjoy it. But Coach Jose, give me an example of what that tough love would be for you, and with who. Like, if you can give me an example of some tough love towards one of your players, uh, what would that tough love be? I mean, what what's what's tough with me is there's no. Small things is no big things to me. Everything's big. So, so the reality of it being a minute late, practice start at five thirty. You're a minute late. Uh, your mom was talking traffic. Your your dad was talking traffic. It's not my problem. It's late. You know, like uh, I know sometimes this is life. Five thirty one. You're late. You know. So I I kind of get parents now who tell me, listen, man, Nelson. When I'm running late, I got my son telling me, hey, you got to hurry up or Nelson's not going to let me in. So for me, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a good, good thing. You know, you got, you got kids now pushing their parents to rush, you know. So to me, it's uh, the, 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 there's times where I know a kid really needs a basketball when you, to yeah. answer your questions. Uh, you know, the kids, some of the kids that I, uh, that I helped, you know, basketball sometimes is everything for them. Basketball is the reason why they stay in school. Basketball is the reason why they go home and they feel like going to school. Basketball is life. It's their heart. Taking that away from them, 
sometimes I don't do it, uh, uh, you know, by love, but I do it by necessity, not just because I know, you know, like they might, there, there's going to be a situation in life where they're going to take something that they love away from them is how they react. But I always make sure that whatever I take from them, but I give them something back. You know, like if I take away uh, uh, your sports, your love, your basketball from you, though, because you're not doing well in school, I got to make sure I give you tutoring. I make sure I help you on the side. You know, like if you late and you constantly late and I'm putting, I have to put you aside, then I'm going to have a conversation with you and your parents. You know, like yeah, I what's hear going you. on? You know? So it's, it's, there's, there's the action, but there's also what do you do on the side to, to, to teach him, you know, like to teach the kid. Because it's not always, you got parents, Tony, that works till 7, 8, 9 p.m. It's not like parents don't want to help their kids. It's just that they can't. They go home, they got three, four kids. They're looking to cook a meal, put them to bed, and tomorrow they got to go back to work. So they don't have you. that time to, to you know, do, to, to help the kids. So this is where yeah. we step in as a program. This is it's what we sick. love. It's a sick podcast, and it's brought to you by my bookie. Use code SICKPICKS for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid. I'm Marinero along with basketball aficionado John D'Angelis and – Coach Nelson Ose, who runs the top basketball, the top youth basketball program in the city out of Park Extension here in Montreal. You know, you just said something about kids who aren't doing well in school before you brought up Spotted Hood. And my kids um, want, both went through the Spotted Hood program. One is still currently in it. And as you know, if the grades don't reach a certain average, at that point, you're not going to be able to practice. Everyone understands the importance of school. Having said that, I think we all understand that, unfortunately, school is not for everyone. And there are some players who have a ton of talent, but they don't do well in school and they can't get opportunities because they don't. How do you operate with students like that who uh, don't have the grades? Do you just say there's no spot for you in my program or... Will there always be a spot for a great, talented player who unfortunately probably is not great at school? Man, that's a great question, though. Uh, the, the, my reason to be as a program um, is not to build pros. You know, like, I'm not here to build we, – we're not here to, 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 to build the Lugans Dort, you know, for a guy who played pro to go to the NBA. That's not the reason. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to build pros in life. So I don't really care if – how good of a student you are, but I'm going to give you tools where regardless you don't graduate from high school, regardless you graduate from CJF University, you can function in this world, in this way of life, you know, where you, you, you literally, uh, kids nowadays, especially with social, social media, that they, 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 they go to stuff every day, you know, like they, they, like my days, I didn't have the, the, the Instagram, I didn't have the Facebook. So obviously like friendship to me was in school, but now kids, are so uh, uh, attract to stuff like mm -hmm. that. So uh, to me, when you come to me, it has nothing to do with with, with you being a, a, the best basketball player. Uh, my, some of my best relationship with some of the kids are not only with, with Lou Dort. You know, I got, a, I got a bunch of kids now. They're, they're, some of them are engineers. Some of them, mm -hmm. you know, like they're, 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 they're working in construction and they're doing well. Hey, they they working in construction you gotta wake up at three o'clock four o'clock in the morning and be and be on time so that's what's winning to me yeah like so it, it, it's 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 uh it's so small tony the, the margin of guys that i had that played pro uh i've helped 
I think more than a thousand kids play for my program, and I only had one NBA player. We have a couple of kids playing pro, but I don't I don't even think it's one percent that are playing pro. But uh, most of them are, hey, they're doing well. Uh, you know, like some of them are architects. I still stay in touch with them, whatever. So they send me uh, what they do. So you know, so I try to help them also. So it's uh, a lot of them didn't even graduate from high school. And wow. we're still in touch, and they're doing Good. what they do. Or there are mechanics, uh, painters, whatever. So, hey, it's, 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 to me, that's that's the success. John? So, Nelson, Lugans Dort, obviously, we know the story. You know what I mean? We saw it on RDS. We saw it on TSN. Unbelievable story, you know, just succeeding, working hard, I mean, his last three games, 142, 129, and one another, another game of 26 points. Tell me, though, other than Lugens, tell me some other guys right now who may be in the program now or playing in Division One, who you think we should be looking out for and have a chance to be the next Lugens Dort and playing in the NBA. Well, I mean, it's tough. I think there will only, only be one Lugens Dort just because of his pattern. Uh, you know, nothing was was given. Everything was earned. But a kid that comes to my mind now is a kid that's at, uh, playing for Arizona right now, Benedict Merturin, that's been playing for me since he was eight years old. So I think Ben has a shot. You know, there's, a, there's multiple agents that believe even that this year's draft, he had a shot getting drafted just because he's so talented. So I think the family is still figuring out if he's going to stay in school or maybe test the water. Um, test the water means... He, he ends the, the draft, but make, he could hire an agent right now with the new rules, but still come back to school. So yeah. I think the family is still working on trying to find a uh, solution. But And you got this kid, Bartel Mikishan in Colorado, Jamil Telfor, in, uh, who's, uh, I think, uh, Northeastern got 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 a jewel. Like, uh, I, did, I didn't, I did, they probably didn't believe Jamil was so good. Uh, and I remember talking to a bunch of high majors about Jamil a few years ago. And now calling me or almost begging me, is Jamil's going to transfer? You know, like yeah. <laughs> they, they all want Jamil. But it all comes back to work ethic, John. Uh, yeah. The kid that I'm talking to you about, Jim Rat. Like whenever he comes in here, he lives in Boucherville, which more south of the city, we all know. And uh, he finds a way, gets a lift from his mom every every morning to come work out with one of your protégés, your son, just to make sure he keeps him in shape. Uh, then Ben Maturin, gets in the gym and he doesn't care who he plays. If he finds Lou Dort on the court, he's playing him one-on-one. So, so, wow. so and Keyshawn, Keyshawn, the same thing, you know, like uh, Keyshawn didn't play much this year, just he was fighting some little injuries and stuff like that. But, and obviously they had an all, all pack 12 point guard in McKinney, so he didn't play much, but next year is going to be his team. Those three to me has a chance though. You know, you know what? So, many, so, go ahead, Nelson. Sorry. There's so many more who probably didn't play for my program, but, you know, like Therese Samuel, I could think of uh, at CNO or whatever. Uh, but um, like like Tony mentioned earlier, I think basketball in Montreal right now is just the thing. You know, like it's yeah. it's, it's you know like uh, we 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 it's 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 like the Formula One of Montreal right now. You know, like it's 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 the new it's a new generation. Speaking of Montreal, if I can, John, uh, Montrealers, are you tired of going to the gas station? Use Fuelit service, whether you're at home, work, or anywhere in between. Download the Fuelit Canada app today and Fuelit bringing gas to the 21st century. John, 
One quick one, if I can. Speaking of gas, when you worked with Lou Dort, how much gas did you think he had in his tank? Are you surprised that he's doing what he's doing or not? And, you know, was there one moment when he showed you something when you said, this kid is special? (laughs) It's it's funny you tell me this. I mean... I wasn't worried about Lou gas tank. I was worried about my gas tank just going <laughs> out with these guys. You know, like those guys are relentless. Like you got him and his best friend Sean Bartellamy. They all live in Montreal North, Tony. Like they they just a quick story. Like I remember December 25, like it's it's there's a snowstorm and I get a call. Like uh, I was by my mom in Poikek, so I get a call from uh, from Lou and, and Sean is like. Uh, where are you? Are you in Park X? I said, yeah, I'm by my mom. We're coming. I said, where are you coming? <laughs> We're coming in the gym. So literally in a Christmas Christmas day, I had to be in a gym, getting them like three, 400 shots, you know, like they had to work out. So Amazing. And what, 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 what's crazy about it is we, we know Montreal. From Montreal North to Park X is a good ride. You know, like you yeah. got to take the bus, you got to take the metro, cool. and it's minus something with, with cool. a snowstorm. So and cold. So you know what? You know what? I can't imagine even going to the gym on any day of the week or any day of the year. Could you imagine on yeah. Christmas Day when in my home we have yeah. a seafood festival? We have Petit Saint Jacques. <laughs> we have fish salad. We have Alaskan king crab. We have uh, shrimp. <laughs> we have scampi. I can't yeah. believe I'm, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Nelson, right. I told you that food would come up during this podcast at one hundred percent. So yeah. I'm like, so I'm pretty involved with Park X. My my son plays for the youth program, so I'm there often, and I see the kids working out. Tony, you wouldn't believe how hard these guys are working. Just pumping it up, shooting shots, running sprints, like just getting their repetitions in. And then I remember Keyshawn. I was watching in the summer. Um, the kid at Colorado and Brookwood was playing a game against, I think, a team from Toronto. And, you know, it was close game till the end. And there was maybe 500 people in the gym. This is before the COVID times. Hopefully we'll get back there soon. And Keyshawn just says, give me the ball. And he takes a step back and ball's in the air. And, like, no stress, nothing. Ball sinks. Butter goes off. The gym goes nuts. Um, you know, Jamil was on that team. Amazing. Uh, it just it's the culture and the work ethic and the respect. You know what these guys do? Yeah. Before after every workout, they walk around the gym and they shake everybody's hand. Fantastic. Whether they know you or they don't know you, they shake everybody's hand. And and and, and Nelson teaches them respect. That's respect, and correct. That's respect. respect. And you know what? Because in life you're gonna have to have yeah. respect whether you're gonna be in the NBA or whether you're gonna be working construction. So he, he does a great job with that. Tremendous. John, if I can, you know what I love about basketball and hear me out here. Okay. So my two boys ages 18 and 16, as you know, they have played soccer all their lives. They started when they were four years old and they still play to, to, to this day. Right. And they were kind of like one sport athletes. And, and I understand the benefits of multi-sport by the way, but they just, they were with one sport. But as time went on, I got to tell you, and especially my 18 year old, he took a liking to basketball, and it's so fun. And and my 18-year-old is shy by nature, okay? It takes a while for him to express himself and open up. And even with his best friends, he's got the hoodie on. He looks down a little bit, doesn't always look in the eyes. 
a couple of years ago, and I live in LaSalle, okay? So he told me about a place in Verdun, I believe it's called Dawson, that you just show up and, and you pick up and you just you shoot hoops with, with kids from the neighborhood, okay? And I brought him there on several occasions, and he just started playing, you know, basketball, a game of basketball versus these other kids, and it made him come out of that 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 shy bubble, and it's just he was able to express himself and you know when 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 you're playing soccer and it's so organized, well, the free play of basketball like it's the most fun I've ever seen him have playing sports, and I love that about the game, and we became such huge fans of the game. Hey, listen, we took a flight down to Toronto a couple of years ago to watch the Raptors versus LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. We got there at like five forty five at night for a seven o'clock game. We we're back home in our beds at like twelve thirty in the morning type of thing. So we've, we've really come to take a liking to the sport big time. Uh, I can't wait for coach OC to bring me to one of lose games, but anyway, that's another story for another day. But I, I, you know, what I love about basketball is that it's so welcoming. It's so for everyone. And I just find that kids have just so much fun playing it. Coach. They do, you know, like, uh, is it the good thing with 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 basketball like though it, it could it, it it all depends how how you use it you know like i know there's some coaches who just use it just to win it's all about the banner it's all about the trophies but there's so many things and then and not only basketball too many sports you could just just teach a kid how to do like the thing with basketball is a five-man sports once you step on the court if you're playing five or five you need four other guys to play defense when you with you so you have no choice to work as a team on the floor, as, as defense, even offense. You need help, so you got to help each other in order for you, each of you guys, to do better. But there is, there might be teams where, literally, if it's about winning, then obviously one guy could be really dominant with the ball, don't really care about the four other guys, and that actually could mess up the the the, the entire chemistry of a team. But yeah. you you're totally right. Basketball is a great sport to teach this kind of values to kids, or just because you got no choice. That's so you got to communicate. And one of my favorite sports is football in a sense where you could be the greatest running back. If they don't block for you, you're not going nowhere. So you, right got, about no choice. you got no choice. So in basketball, it's the same thing. You could be a great offensive player, but if you don't have a guy behind you that has your back that could come and take a charge for you, do little things for you, might not be as talented as you on offense, but he could help you yeah. on another team. Like we saw it with the Golden State Warriors with guys like Dreamer and Green that I felt was the key player to that team. So that's what yeah. basketball brings. You kind of you, you kind of have no choice to enjoy or to appreciate what the other your other teammate could do as a player. Like Lou Dort himself last year with CP3, yeah. like uh, his job was to stop the best player on the, on the other team. And like Chris told him, uh, I remember he told me Chris Paul told him a story about listen, what you do. There's not a many players on 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 uh, in the NBA that loves to guard like you do. Like yeah. it's, it's it's just crazy, you know. Like he guards you like. He, he wants to tear your heart off. Oh, my God. And then, and then that's what... So fun to watch. <laughs> that's why CP3 love him so much. Like, him, took him under his wing. Just because, you know what? Uh, but Lou was not offensively... Uh, he offensively, he wasn't touching the ball the way CP3 or Shea's or the teammates were doing it. But to him, playing defense was as much fun as playing offense. So, you know, that's yeah. what basketball brings you. Though. You kind it's, of... Uh, it, it brings, yeah. 
It's the Sick Podcast, and it's brought to you by uh, SportBuffShop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. Use code SICK15 for 15% off on all of their items, including, look at this. Huh? Uh. <laughs> My Toronto Raptors hoodie. It's pretty nice. He's got the John has his Chicago Bulls hoodie. Uh, it's a cool place, so pick up your stuff there. But, I, you know, I want to talk to you about a young man who I, um, who I met probably a good seven or eight years ago. Uh, fell in love with the boy at the time. He's just a terrific kid from a terrific family. Olivier Maxence Prosper. He used to play soccer. He and my son actually played together in a tournament uh, that took place in Portugal and in Spain. And that's when I had a chance to meet him and meet the family. And at one point, I think it was around the age of 15 or so, or 16 years old, Max, he said, you know what? I'm going to have to choose between one of the two sports, soccer and basketball. He chose basketball. I think he made a good move, albeit he was a real good soccer player. He had signed on with uh, with Clemson, I believe, right? And now just uh, recently, about a week ago, announced that he was going to Marquette. Um, can, you, can you tell me what you think, um, why you think Marquette will be better for him than Clemson was or what you see in his future? What can you tell me, Coach Jose? Well, I, I know the family pretty well, like me and uh... – Olivier's dad, we played ball together when we were younger, me and uh, the brother. Gaetan. Yeah, Gaetan. And uh, I know and Jay well also. And uh, Olivier is, I mean, he's blessed. Like, mom was a great basketball player, so his dad. So Guylaine. Guylaine. Yeah, Guylaine, yeah. So yeah. Olivier is blessed with some uh, pretty good genes. So that's one. But uh, the, the, what made the difference with Clemson and, and Marquette, Clemson's more, because Olivier, in a lot of ways, is an up and down kind of kind of guy. Like uh, on the open floor, with the way we call it in basketball, like up and down. Like he he's athletic. He could finish the rim, you know. Like and he could score. But Clemson was more a system where they like to walk it. They like to throw a system. And uh, it's funny. I'll share this with you. Like Lugenzo was recruited by uh, Michigan State. Like uh, mm-hmm. a good friend of um, um, uh, Coach Izzo, a good friend of JD also. And, uh, hey, he's a Hall of Famer, but I didn't think Michigan State was a fit for Lou because Izzo likes to run system, and Lou's just a machine. He's a train. So it, I, I see a lot of similarities with so, – So you, you didn't think Clemson was a good fit for him, for Olivier uh, Maxon? Well, it, 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 I, didn't, I didn't at first because I, I know the system, I know the coach, and I actually know guys who went there who transfer. But, uh, you know, one thing with, with Division One coaches, too, like they, they, they'll sell water to, to a fish. They'll tell you anything to get you. So, And then, and I think they, 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 they kind of told the parents they were going to do things different because Jay and Guylaine knows uh, – uh, Gates and, and Guylaine know their basketball. So I guess it didn't work well. But Marquette, we all know the coach, the new coach out there who just uh, transferred from Texas, uh, he likes to press uh, – uh, his name is Shaka Smart. Shaka and Market. He loves to press. Olivier is long. He got those long arms, and uh, and they like to run up and down. And I think that could benefit Olivier's styles of play a little more. And Olivier is another one that I truly think, like with 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 with, uh, with the good fit, could end up being in the NBA one day. Oh wow, that would be amazing. Hey, uh, I think I could speak on behalf of John D'Angelo's when I say this that we can't wait for this whole COVID thing to clear up for life to be back to normal. So we maybe meet up one day at a gym or on the court in Park X, whether it's indoors or outdoors, and uh, you can you can teach me how to shoot a basket. <laughs> anytime, Tony. Anytime. Okay. <laughs> anytime. You just make sure you bring the lobster. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll bring hey, it. But I, I might be tough on you too, Tony. I, I won't take it easy on you though. You know what? That's that's okay. Whatever whatever it takes to make me better. But uh, it's uh, listen. Um, I think when you take a look at all the Montreal players that are having success, and whether it be at the pro level, amateur level, collegiate level, all that stuff. Uh, it, you know, it, they obviously have a lot of talent. They obviously have great genes, like you talked about it. By the way, Olivier Maxence's sister is a pretty good basketball player too, right? I hear she's fantastic. But, you know, it, it's not just the players. It's not just the genes. It's not just the talent. Uh, but And it's not just the parents and it's the support system. It's also, you know, programs like yours. It's also guys like you. It's also coaches like you. It's also friends like you. It's also mentors like you. So on behalf of, you know, the city of Montreal, I'm happy that you joined us on the podcast today, on the SICK podcast. And I want to thank you for, for being in the lives of these young players because what you were able to do, not only for their basketball, but for the rest of their life, I think speaks, uh, speaks volumes of, of, you know, who you are and what you believe in. So um, good for you. Congratulations. Keep on doing what you do. And I hope we'll see you down the road here. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. You know, like, uh, it's all love. Thank you for having me. Thank you, John. Uh, thank you, Tony. Thank you to uh, Mr. Anilo. Uh, I can't pronounce the name. I don't want to kill his name. No. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <Jose, laughs> Anilo. Yeah, thank, thank you very much for coming on. You know, I think the world of you, I've been in the basketball community now for over 25 years, and you really do it the right way. You really do it the right way. You put the players first, and not a lot of people are like that. So congratulations. Keep it going, and and hopefully we'll be seeing you face-to-face -face really soon. For sure. Absolutely. I, I know soon, pretty soon. Uh, he has coached and worked with so many great young players, and even Lou Dort himself, who's in the NBA. He runs Brookwood uh, Elite and runs Park Extension Basketball, the top youth basketball program in Montreal. He is Coach Nelson Ose. Thanks for joining us. It's the Sick Podcast. You can listen to us on all social media platforms and view us on Facebook and Instagram at the Sick Podcast. Till next time. Thank you, guys. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Use code SICKPIX for a 50% deposit bonus. Bet, win, get paid.